looking for the real way to climb and to rise. Many of us are not able to always dedicate the most of most of the hours, most of the time of their lives to serve the Creator. It's very, very hard for some of us really to focus on learning and praying like we should, meditating like we should. The, the obligations and the, and the constrictions and difficulties of, of the world, and the world is consuming us, is pulling us, everyone to, to his obligations and to his, to his things. The main thing is always, always to stand strong and solid in that war against the Yetzirah that wants to break the person to pieces while breaking his self-esteem. So first of all, we need to remind ourselves, Rahmana Libabai, the Creator, He wants the heart. He wants your heart. He wants to see what is the intention of your heart? The Creator is praising the nation of Israel for following Him in the desert, in a in a land that was not um, seed that was not planted, and the Creator is praising us for following Him empty-handed, barefoot, naked to our skin. And sometimes the person that is following the Creator is not physically naked, he is spiritually naked. He finds himself that he is not able to pray properly, that he is not able to learn properly, that he is not able to, to have normal and decent and quiet and relaxing relationship with his loved ones, with his family. And even though that he feels so poor, that he feels so broken, he still commits himself to serve the Creator and to connect himself to Him. Now, there are wonderful stories um, that can give us a sense of what it really means to serve Hashem, the Creator, even when you don't know exactly how to do it properly and what to do. There are many stories from the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh that um, open our eyes and reveal to us the real will of the Creator, what really God wants from us. And I'll tell you a few of them. There was a great story um, once the Baal Shem Tov heard um, a voice from heaven. They told him that there is one person that his prayer is higher and holier and more accepted um, than his prayer, than the Baal Shem Tov's prayer. And the Baal Shem Tov was very happy to hear there is a person that his heart is so pure and so holy and righteous, I want to meet that guy. And he asked permission to find out in his divine spirit where that person is and who he is. And they allowed him from heaven to go and to find that person. He went on his um, wagon, his chariot, and, and ride toward that person's house. When he came to that person's house, he saw that that person was just um, um, 
in honor of a simple um, restaurant, a motel, where, where Jewish people and also non-Jewish people were able to, to, to sit and to eat and to rest from, from their ways and, and, and their, their business and, and travels. And he sat and spoke with that person, and uh, he like literally couldn't find anything like too special with that person. Um, he was a nice person, he was a kind person, everything was good, but he couldn't find something like so unique and so special. And then uh, the Baal Shem Tov asked him something about prayer, like how do you pray? Where where do you find time? So the 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 person told him, I I have my cedar book. I'm trying to to do the best that I can. The hours and the and and my work is uh, is holding me back many times from being able to pray properly. But I do the best that I can. So the Baal Shem Tov told him, Okay, can you show me your siddur? Can you show me how do you pray? Like maybe maybe we can share some thoughts. The Baal Shem Tov wanted to see that guy's intention. And then the guy brought to him a siddur that was almost new, barely used. And the Baal Shem Tov told him, okay, so which parts are you reading? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. I'm, I don't really know to read so well. And I'm not sure where the morning prayer begins and where the noon time prayer begins and like uh, the real truth is that I'm just like holding the sidu and I'm I'm holding it strong close to my heart and I'm I'm just asking Hashem I'm, I'm telling Hashem please Hashem save us help us like simple requests so the Bar Shem Tov told him you're not even reading from the sidu like nothing so he told him I'm, I'm trying when I have time so the Baal Shem Tov had some mercy for that person and told him, listen, you know what, I'll, I'll help you. I'll put some marks for you and I'm going to write for you. Like, here you start, here you continue. This is a very important part. This is like, if you don't have time, maybe you can skip that part. And like, I'm, I'm going to put some notes for you in the Siddur and, and, and you'll pray with, with those notes. So that person was so happy and he was thanking Baal Shem Tov and told him, yes, thank you, thank you. So... The Baal Shem Tov sat with him and, and wrote for him those notes, here you begin and here you continue and that you need to read and that you, you don't have to read, not always, whatever, like put like a hundred of, of, of marks in, into his Siddur. And, uh, and that's it. And you know, the, the, the story on the Baal Shem Tov is that his chariot with his horses were always flying, and because he didn't want it to be caught, so he he parked his uh, his chariot far away, and um, and and he said goodbye to that restaurant owner and told him, okay, you know, I'm gonna head my way and and start walking to going back to to his chariot to his horses, and then. Um, he came to, to a river that he had to cross. He looked to the sides. He saw that there was no one there. He took a certain uh, handkerchief that he had, some fabric that he was holding with him. He put it on the water. He said the holy name, went 
on that uh, fabric, sat on it like a carpet, and he was floating above the water. The Baal Shem Tov was known with his wonders and miracles that he was able to achieve in his, uh, in his simple and, and genius way at the same time. And um, in the same time, that restaurant owner was so happy with his sidu, with all the marks and all the commentaries of the Baal Shem Tov. And he was so excited that he held the book and he didn't want to let go of that precious uh, book that now he, he had with the additionals, uh, addings of the Baal Shem Tov. And because of his excitement, so of course the Siddur book fell down to the ground and all the marks fell from the book and he was collecting them and he wasn't sure where to put them back into the book in the beginning of or the end or here or there. And he decided that he had to run after the Baal Shem Tov and to go and ask him please to, to assist him. And like that he was running, running after the Baal Shem Tov and suddenly he sees the Baal Shem Tov far from him going toward the river and then putting that fabric on, on, on the water, sitting on the fabric and, and floating above the water. So he saw that and he's screaming, Rebbe, Rebbe, but the Baal Shem Tov was already too far so he couldn't hear him. And then he came to, he arrived to the river, he came to the river and he looked to the sides, he saw the water are very... Um, deep, he was not able to cross it by foot, and then he said to himself, okay, like, maybe I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put my, my handkerchief as well, and he just took it out of his pocket, and opened it, and sat on it, and float above the water, after the Baal Shem Tov, and then he crossed the river, and came to the Baal Shem Tov, and told him, Rabbi, thank you, I'm sorry, please help me, I apologize, you worked so hard on my Sidur book to put all the marks and now it fell, I was so excited. So the Baal Shem Tov is looking at him and thinking to himself, that person is, is totally dry, he crossed the river and he's dry. So the Baal Shem Tov asked him, how did you cross the river? So that simple person looked at him and told him, um, I, I did what you did, I saw that you put your handkerchief on, on, the, on the water. So I, I spread mine and I sat on it and I just like float away into, into, the, into the stream. So the Baal Shem Tov looked at him and told him, listen, my dear brother, if you were able to do that wonder, to sit on that piece of fabric and to float above the water, you don't need my commentaries to your siddur. Just hold your siddur tight in your hand, close to your heart, and say to Hashem, please, Father in heaven, help us, assist us. The simplicity of a person is, is opening the way for him, you know, to, 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 to reach and to access to the highest levels of them all in, in the way we serve God. There is another story on, on a child that in Yom Kippur, in the prayer of the Baal Shem Tov, in the same minyan with the Baal Shem Tov, so the Baal Shem Tov was trying to work so hard to cancel a horrible decree um, from, from, from his people, from his generation, and, um, and from the world. And he saw that he was not able to do that. And in the same day, um, the, 
there was a child in their community that was on his way with his father to the synagogue to pray the prayer of Yom Kippur. And um, his parents bought him a flute to play with. And he was so excited from the prayer that he wanted to take his uh, um, flute with him to play. But his mother, of course, told him, listen, you cannot take it. It's Yom Kippur. It's not allowed to... Um, to play any kind of music in Yom Kippur, don't take it. And he said, no, please, I must, I have to, I won't play, I won't touch it. And of course, not, 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 no, no. And in the end, without them knowing, without his parents knowing, he took it and hid it inside his uh, clothing, under his shirt or whatever, his jacket, and went to the synagogue with his father. While they were praying, the Baal Shem Tov was trying to achieve what he wanted to achieve in his prayer to bring down forgiveness and, and, and recovery and healing to all. And he was not able to achieve that thing. And suddenly, because the prayer was so exciting and people were so happy and thrilled and praying from their hearts and, and with tearing eyes, praising God and, and confessing to God and, you know the wonderful prayers of, of Yom Kippur that we know. And that child, that kid was there in the public and he wanted to, to join the prayer and he didn't know how to pray, he didn't know how to read. He was still a very young child. And with that excitement of the music, of the songs, of, of everyone singing and, and praising God, that kid took out his flute and started to play. And in the moment that he um, brought out to the world the first sound, of course, his father was terrified. No! And everyone around him wanted to scream at him, you should not do that in Yom Kippur. You cannot play, you cannot uh, create music, play an instrument in, 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 in Yom Kippur, in this holy day. But the Baal Shem Tov stood up from, its, from his place and told everyone to be quiet. And he told them, you should know that I'm working for hours and hours and hours to cancel a horrible decree above our heads. And I was not able to do that with all my knowledge, with all my intention, with, with my, my purity, with my wisdom, with everything that I have. I couldn't cancel that decree. But in the moment that that child held the flute and started to play in the first note that came out of his flute, the decree was cancelled already. You see that no one in the world that will tell you that you should violate rules of the Torah, you should never ever follow a person like that. Ever. But it's written, Et la'asot la'ashem torah You have certain situations in life that brings you to that place that violation is part of your way. And it doesn't mean that you want to violate. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to keep the Torah and mitzvot. Even Elijah the prophet, he built an altar out of the area that was permitted to build altars in his days. He built an altar on Mount Carmel to sacrifice animals for Hashem sacrifices because he realized that there was a great need in his generation to sacrifice an animal even though it's outside of the holy and pure and 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 
marked place for that in the holy city of Yerushalayim, in the area of, of the temple of the house of God. And he knew that that was the time to violate in that way. There are different things that we know on different righteous people that they were also violated certain things. And also Moses is saying to Hashem, to the Creator Himself, you are angry at your children, on the children of Israel, but the main one who turned their, the, the face away from them is you. The Creator was like Moses with his broken heart, told Hashem, look, you are the one who turns away from them. What do you want them to do? We know that Moses broke the holy tablets. This is something that no person on earth will ever dare doing. It's like, it's an impossible act. And especially for someone that is so pure and so righteous, the one who knows what the Torah is, what the holy tablets are, who we have more than Moses to recognize the importance and the greatness of the Torah. And he realized that there was a certain need to violate the mitzvah of keeping and protecting and preserving the Torah. And he broke the holy tablets. And on that, Hashem told Moses, Yashar kochacha I'm praising you for the fact that you broke the tablets. That act was praiseworthy in the eyes of Hashem. It was a great act that Moses did. Now, no one will ever command you to do something like that. No one will tell you to build an altar outside of Jerusalem in the days that it's not allowed to do. No one will tell you to break the holy tablets written by God in the, with the finger of God. Words of God cannot be broken no matter what. And here Moses did it himself. No one will command you to do something like that. No one will ever tell you that's what you need to do. But a person needs to understand that sometimes part of the journey is to be in rock bottom, is to be broken, is to stand up back again after a horrible failure. Sometimes it's better for a person to admit his mistakes and to take full responsibility and to be humble and to, and to, and to learn what humility is all about um, even while going through great challenges and horrible difficulties because else the person um, can become very arrogant and very self-centered and very selfish and to lose his real connection with the Creator because the Creator is with the humble ones He's with the broken-hearted. He's with the poor ones, with the orphans and the widows, with the ones that their heart is bitter from pain and sorrow. He's the humble one that has the nature like the Torah, like the water, that goes down deep into the lowest and thinnest cracks and catching the shape of the vessel getting and penetrating into those dark places where nothing except for water can enter. And when the water enters, 
when the spirit enters those places, those humble places, those dark places, those places that you recognize inside yourself, that you are empty in those places, that you are lack in those places, that you are not strong in those things. When the Spirit of God is hovering upon you in those places, then your recovery process begins. And that's where your growth and blooming process uh, starts. Let's just continue moving forward, throwing behind our backs all the challenges that we went through until today, strengthening ourselves with great, great, great power to, to restart and recharge our batteries after wonderful high holy days, holy, holy, wonderful days, and Bezat Hashem, soon more wonderful days to come to, to shine upon us and to, to help us all to grow and to come closer and closer to Hashem. And please just remember, there is no way to come closer to Hashem than by being an honest person and a truthful person. When you're honest, when you're truthful, when you say the truth, when you admit the truth, when you accept the rebuke, when you deal with your life challenges with honesty, with dignity, then you will feel the, the healing and the love, the unconditional love of the Creator to His children. And may His light shine upon us all and heal and protect us all. And may all our prayers be answered and accepted in no time, in our days, in front of our holy, healthy eyes and the eyes of all our loved ones. Amen. Can you hear it, son? Thank you. Thank you.